Welcome everybody to the next episode of the LCIXR podcast. I'm delighted to be joined on this episode by Jan Zizinski, who's a co-founder at Showtime VR, one of the most exciting companies I've come across in a while. How are you keeping today, Jan? Hi, good. Good. Thanks very much. Thank you very much for taking your time. I know you guys are very busy over at Showtime VR. Can you maybe give everybody a quick little jump into how you guys set up Showtime VR and your expertise in the industry? Yeah, um, we're basically um, event managers and uh, doing events. And some six years ago, we um, uh, we thought about using VR for for events, um, but needed to to uh, to have like a system to uh, to manage the show easily. Uh, for instance, for 100, 200 uh, people at the same time. So um, that's how we teamed up with developers who, who uh, produced the first um, uh, in-house solution, I would say, and then we started selling it, uh, selling licenses to the software solution, which is basically acting as a, as a remote controller for, uh, for many headsets. They could be in one place or in different parts of the world. Okay, amazing. And does each headset have to download a specific application then for the software to be able to control it? Yes, exactly. Uh, the, the system includes basically two applications. One is the player, like an advanced uh, 360 degrees player that you install on the on the headsets, and the other is the controller, um, which you can install on the on the tablet, smartphone, or computer, and manage the uh, the, the headsets uh, remotely. Take control over the over the headsets so that the users actually put on their um, their headsets and and they don't do anything. Uh, hopefully, they don't mess up with the uh, with the buttons. They don't need to know how to um, uh, how to uh, operate it. And the um, and the content, video content, is uh, pre-uploaded to the headsets. That's the uh, the whole concept behind it. We are not streaming. We can do streaming as well, but that's a different story. Uh, for the sake of uh, quality um, and stability, uh, we have the videos and the headsets. We're just triggering the playback. Okay, and so that's that's the next big advancement we're all, I think, looking forward to is 5G capabilities to be able to stream this content anywhere in the world. Yeah, I mean, of course, it it helps, and uh, and we have, uh, as I said, we have the the, the capabilities of uh, 360 degrees uh, streaming, and of course, with 5 5G, it will be um, easier because the end user, of course, has to have a strong internet connection. But in our cases. It's it's not really working um, uh, for the for the clients for the customers because they uh, they're doing events for 10 100 or 500 people at the same time and especially if they are sitting at the in the same room you don't really want to stream uh, to 500 devices uh, because it's it's uh, I don't know how strong the, the, the connection and the network would need to be. Um, actually, to to handle it, so so we're not streaming. We we have the um, the videos already pre-uploaded on on the devices. And for I suppose a lot of the customers at the moment, that's pretty much the requirement. The content is made pre in advance, and it's generally for some sort of event or museum. Two of the things I was really interested about your technology is one is the measurements, so the ability to be able to control vo volume, control the temperature. You've got uh, the different languages people can dial into. When you were setting up the metrics and the parameters for the things that you could measure, what were the kind of most important things that you wanted to be able to control from the headsets? Um, 
I mean, of course, like at, at first it was just simply the the playbook, start start and stop. Um, but uh, but then the uh, actually the, the user cases were were more advanced and um, and they needed uh, the customers needed um, additional support like for the spatial audio, different uh, video formats as well, uh, and uh, and um, solutions like the head track subtitles that you can see always in front of you. Um, or different audio uh, audio paths actually that you could uh, uh, that you could uh, use. For instance, um, uh, a museum client has uh, has a video with nineteen languages for for different participants, uh, and it's uh, it's manageable from the uh, from the uh, device. We also have like uh, from the controller, and we also have um, like an option of uh, more advanced uh, analytics and statistics. In terms of how many uh, times which videos played on which uh, on which headsets. Okay, and I think the holy grail now is for everybody coming down the line is there's going to be a streaming content like a Netflix or a Disney for specifically VR content. How far away do you think the industry is away from a platform like that? I know Oculus has a number of different. Uh, bits of content, but it's more of a games platform at the way I see it at the moment. Who do you see as being the kind of leader in the industry when it comes to the streamable content for somebody sitting in any part of the world coming home from work and it's no more smart TVs, it's now putting on their smart headset? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not yet there and it's uh, always like a bit of a chicken and egg situation um, uh, because you need to have content, high quality content. Uh, and uh, at the same time, the high quality, con high quality content, top, top content will not be produced if there is no uh, um, client base and, and, and distribution. So there, there is definitely an, uh, a need to, to, to close this um, gap between those that want to use it and those that, uh, um, that have the, the content or could produce uh, the content. Still, I think it's at least for the for the coming year or two or maybe three, uh, it's it's still going going to be uh, more B two B, and uh, used as a professional tool rather than uh, than as uh, the customers. Um, another question outside of Showtime Viewer: What's your favorite headset, or what do you think is the best headset on the market at the moment? Um, yeah, difficult to say because he, he, every uh, one of them has uh, advantages and disadvantages. So uh, we are actually compatible with uh, almost all the standalone headsets, with Oculus Quest, uh, with uh, Pico, G2, Neo3, um, also now recently with HTC Vive Flow. Um, I mean, as I said, all of them have some uh, some advantages. Uh, Quest has the advantage that it's um, probably the cheapest cheapest but it's uh, of course at least for now it's designed more for for consumer use rather than uh, um, business or professional use um, especially when the um, Oculus for business was abandoned by by Facebook um, Pico is of course more uh, focused on, on professional use and business use and and it's in this um, context it's more flexible um, HTC uh, Vive Flow is um, it's it's something coming and uh, looks interesting because it's it's light it's uh, it's small and uh, and maybe actually we don't know yet maybe for the for the uh, especially for 360 degrees videos it might be better 
Yeah, I, the way I look at headsets is I think it's going to resemble cars a lot. You're going to have your standard car that everybody drives, but then you're going to have a ramped up version all the way to a Ferrari. And I think the Oculus sits around the Ford Transit van. It's big and clunky and it's by everybody, but I don't think it can deliver one. As I said, let's say it's a streaming headset. There's no way you're going to have that thing in your head for a number of hours and enjoy it comfortably. Last thing before we go, the word of Apple releasing their AOR glasses around September, October. Do you see the AOR glasses having as much of an impact as VR does when it comes to, let's say, museum tours and sporting events and music events like what you guys have been working in already? Um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's uh, it's going to be important. It's a bit different experience, of course, and different users, um, I would say, because, I mean, that's the idea behind it, that you actually have, uh, you're not cut off the uh, real world. You, you're not really um, immersive. You and, and, and you're mixing this this reality. So I think the users will be uh, will be different, but uh, but I think like both both sectors or both markets uh, will de- definitely reinforce each other. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. We're just coming up to our ten minutes time here now. What's the thing you're looking forward to most over the next six, twelve, eighteen months in the industry on a on a global scale? I think it's uh, this is something. Of course, will uh, there will be the uh, development of the of the hardware um, and that's something uh, obvious and, and, and happening and improving the the quality resolution and uh, uh, having be, uh, being the headsets more more light uh, but um, uh, I would I would see the reinforcing the trend that that we saw over the last two years the COVID years as well um, uh, and also slightly before um, that the market is is becoming more professional and uh, uh, maybe some some uh, ideas were not possible to, to you know to implement they they, they were closed um, uh, they were too optimistic but it's uh, but it's not now getting to the real business I think and uh, and this professional use not only entertainment but the professional use for training and education this is something that really uh, uh, increases uh, now on the on the market, and that that's what I would see actually in the in the coming years. It's uh, in the coming months, like I don't know, you know, firefighters uh, from Australia are using our system to train their recruits, or the um, hospital uh, personnel at the, the state of Washington, U.S. is using our system to train their personnel, um, uh, and uh, or or a clinic in Sweden is using it for the for the therapy. For adolescents with uh, the Asperger syndrome, so I think this kind of educational and professional uses uh, uh, will be reinforced. I couldn't agree with you more, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I could chat for you for another hour or two on this topic. And um, for everybody who hasn't checked out Showtime VR, the website is down below. You'll be able to see it. And uh, thank you very much for watching. Thanks very much for joining us, Jan. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jan.